it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, what's happening, everybody? It's Reality TV Rehap Ups. And my name is Jessica Lease, and we have a very, very special edition of Amazing Race Canada podcasting for you today. We're very excited to welcome to the program. Well, first of all, Dan Heaton is here with me as always. Hello, I'm here. <laughs> We're here, but more to the point, we have the winners of season eight of Amazing Race Canada, Catherine and Craig. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're so happy that you could join us. I have so many, I have so many questions and probably like half of it, you're just going to say, oh, we're not allowed to talk about that, but. Well, you never know. I have tea to spill the tea. Oh boy. That's what we're hoping for. <laughs> right. So first of all, it's been two weeks since the airing and uh, does it feel good to have the secret out? feels extremely good. It was it was really hard to keep it quiet, especially with my two kids and, you know, everybody asking me. It's, Winnipeg's not a huge town, so everybody asking me all the time, how'd you do, how'd you do, how'd you do? So. Yeah, it's like a big fart that needs to come out. And you've been <laughs> we've been holding it for months. And I just let that rip as soon as that finale <laughs> finished. I was like, let's go. Let's do it. Release. Yeah, and you trusted it. Clearly. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah <laughs> no, it was brewing. In there. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, but I wanted to, I guess, to get up to the very top of things. I know that Canada is much bigger on Amazing Race than we are here down in the U.S. for mm -hmm. some reason. Um, but I want to hear about your history with the show 
prior to getting cast? Like, was it something that you were big fans of or how did it get onto your radar? Craig, you want to? Well, for, for me, I applied for season one of, of the Canadian Amazing Race. Um, I didn't hear a thing. Uh, it was with my friend Crystal and maybe it wasn't with me. Right, of course. Uh, but the, so, yes, I was really um, excited for it to be in Canada, the franchise. Um, but, you know, Catherine and I are duo citizens and we had been um, asked, not not asked officially, but we had been approached uh, to see if we were by chance interested in the American one. And because can't Chris or because Catherine is in Winnipeg, and we'll get to that and why, uh, it just made sense definitely for us on numerous reasons to do the Canadian one. Okay, so, so into the cast in 2019. So we're supposed to be in the cast in 2020, and it got delayed, and then delayed, and delayed, and delayed. So that was rough for the two of us because we didn't know if I'd still be around when it came time to compete in the race. Yeah. What was that like where, I mean, you like, how much did you know in advance before you actually shot where you knew, okay, it's actually happening this time. We're going to do it. Or was it really just pretty quick? I actually don't remember Craig. <laughs> well, it was delayed a couple of times. Yeah. And so we kind of had to detach ourselves from the expectations of having it. And then when we got the call, um, I think it was in the the new year of 2022. And then they're like, no, it's a go. So we we had a good three months um, to pull it together uh, to properly train, which we should have been doing through the whole pandemic if we were truly smart. We well, trained in other things. We learned how to, I learned how to, well, not that French really helped me, but I learned how to speak a little bit of French and some other stuff too. So and I mean, a lot of puzzles. A lot of puzzles, right? Um, but that, yeah, that would be the next question then. Like how, what do you actually do to prepare? Like what, how did you feel those three months? What were, what were your priorities in terms well, of getting ready? Two, two and a half years to fill, but we were trying not to focus too much on being on the race. So we just, we were able to watch every season, like the American and the Canadian, and then say like, okay, well, you know, what worked in this time? What worked this time? What worked this time? So we took, picked and choose what we thought would work for us in the this Canadian season. Oh yeah. I binge watched all races franchise. <laughs> and um, I was like, okay, uh, world uh, map. I got out the world map and, and educated myself on so many things I thought would be deficits going into it. And then of course, day one, they said, Oh, we're going to be in Canada only. And I was like, oh. <laughs> No, you what a waste. Yeah, you memorize all the, the provinces and territories flags and you memorize the flowers, you memorize like all these things that have to do with each province and which yeah. really all Canadians you know, should know that. All Canadians. <laughs> and I should know what states are where, but I have no clue. So <laughs> I just know where I lived. <laughs> it's like that cartoon of the New Yorkers view of the world. Yeah. Huge New York and yeah. Yeah, tiny everything else. Mm -hmm so you get to the starting line i mean you mentioned they said it was just in canada i mean what's that like when you're waiting for like two and a half years and then you get there and john's there and you're in you know mount Treblanc, the whole thing i mean what's your experience like going in that i mean how do you even stay under control and not just kind of i mean you were very energetic but not, not go overboard there well we went into the deepest lunge ever seen on any start 
of any race. <laughs> and, and it was so funny because one of the producers said to us at that moment, said, uh, uh, not so wise. You could be in that position for six hours. Are you sure you want to do that? And we said, yeah, we are. <laughs> We're good. We're, you don't know us you yet. You don't know us yet. And yeah. At the end of that, right before we did the actual, okay, go, the guy comes by and says, I like you guys very much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we Montrembault was beautiful. We were thrilled to be there, but we were also terrified that it started in Quebec. Mm -hmm. And the way Catherine and I approached this race from seeing everyone in that line, because it is an all-star season without them maybe deliberately, you know, casting one. Uh, we knew they were strong and athletic and smart. And I mean, you could just tell even with the questions that you overhear them asking. So we we moved from putting the pressure on the win for us and uh, to more of the longevity. And really, Catherine and I's intent with Catherine's specific situation is to enjoy Canada, is to last as long as we can. And that, I think, ended up really helping us uh, get to the finale and then ultimately the win. Well, we took each leg as it was like the finale. So like each leg, we were in the finale. So it was like <laughs> just having fun and trying to get to the end of that. And when we made it past that, we're like, oh, now we're on to the next one. <laughs> so it, was a, it was a really great um, plan that we had that I didn't really know was a plan, but that's how it ended up being. But it did sort of it it did sort of strike me that whenever you were deciding who was going to do a roadblock, if it looked like one of those like super awesome, thrilling roadblocks, we you were almost always giving it to Catherine because it really felt like we're we're gonna we're just gonna throw the whole bucket list experience at her. Well, right. I wish I had done the first one. I, we thought it was an eating challenge. So it says who who feels well rounded, and I really like Craig and I both thought, oh, it's gonna be an eating challenge, even though like we'd passed the Ferris wheel on the way in and I hadn't really even thought about it. Like, oh, there's a big Ferris wheel. And then we got this who feels well-rounded. But, um, you know, we should have known what it was, but Craig did and he did it for me. And that's why mm. I couldn't have a partner. And Craig, that was maybe the first first instance, like there, there's always somebody on Amazing Race who hits who gets the thing that they're the most afraid of. And then you get it right out of the gate. With, with such strong teams like I kept watching every single person in front of me and behind me so excited to do this and I'm literally crying and I'm by you know by far 205 pounds the biggest uh person on there and yeah I I was just like okay hold it together hold it together and I'm like I can't <laughs> Um, but you know, I, as Catherine said, I had, you have to do it. I mean, the stakes are so high, uh, that, and there's, there's no room for error in this season at all, especially with six teams. I would say it was always a foot race. I mean, you don't unlock your car quick enough and that could be a factor in not placing appropriately. Yeah. The teams were just, everybody was really good at everything. And it was really annoying. <laughs> Yeah, it seemed like a lot of the legs was within a few minutes where everybody was just checking in. Like you saw those where like five five of you or teams would come in and John's <laughs> like, just keep coming in, keep coming in. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. But um, but I mean, so you both of you, you know, have a background as performers, which I think real I was thinking when we started, I picked you to win. I'll just say up front. Knowing anything, and I and I'm usually very bad at picking, but my thought was your performers amazing race Canada, they love to have you dance and sing and they did do that so how much do you think it helped you to 
have that background, given that, you know, you're doing the Katie and dance, you're doing uh, motion capture, you know, Craig, you're doing the fitness from the eighties. I mean, so much like, how did that, you think that really helped you to win ultimately? Well, listen, I don't think they had as many dance and singing challenges they've had in the past. So we were just like, we need more, we need more. But like they, they did have enough and I felt like it did help us. But I, there, were, there were other things that we took advantage of, um, like with like, you know, with um, memorization, which I didn't really know that I could do. And, you know, climbing the Ferris wheel, which Craig didn't think he could do. Things like that that are take mental ability. As an expert fail. That that's where I think people uh, seem on social media to be really pinpointing. Oh, Catherine and Craig, this is in their wheelhouse, but mm-hmm. they don't typically do that in past seasons because there is that expert fail, mm-hmm. and we luckily didn't have that. So it looks like we had the leg up, and if we didn't, if we did fail, then I think we it would have been more forgiving. It's true. You can't really point to a time where we saw you like heavily on the struggle bus. Like I know that everybody was having a rough time with everything, but I, I can't think of a specific instance where I remember thinking, Oh, they've, they've screwed it up. They're they're done. Yeah. (laughs) They they gave you a good edit on the goats. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. I still have uh, goat crap in my shoes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you were never, go ahead. We just washed his shoes and they still have goat crap in them. <laughs> I would say you were never that. It didn't look like you were that close to being last. I think you were seventh and one. I mean, um, I'm sure it was super stressful. Were there points when you were like, we're just done. We're, we're out of it. Um, besides maybe just the goats. Oh, The goats were the very first thing of the day. So we were able to catch up. But um the riddle challenge the riddle challenge we got there um i think the pressure finally got to me at least because i was like oh wow we're here with uh at that point just team fernella and we could win this and i just crumbled i literally said out loud and i'm glad it didn't make it through the edits i'm like catherine you have brain cancer i have add this is sabotage we need to take a penalty and then i said listen craig i'm gonna tell you exactly what you told me you can do this. You're strong. Take a breath. And he's like, okay, okay. And then we, and we did it. And we won. It's, it's funny. The last two season, full seasons of amazing race I've, I've watched ADD has been a big factor in the winning team. I think the strengths that come with it are not advertised enough. No. Yeah, the ultra focus, mm-hmm. I think. And, and that's something that I think a lot of performers have ADD and it makes them um, strong on stage because we can surrender to what's in front of us. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. all of the fine details, if you look at what we did um, with the finale, I think is a good example um, where we we had a method. Like it, it, anything didn't feel right, a riddle we weren't sure of, it was on an angle. As soon as we had them aligned and we overlapped the city uh, slightly over the top, the first one, that was done and we were confident with it. So then we were able to pinpoint, pinpoint down to, we didn't know it was one riddle, but we certainly had only a couple of legs, cities that we were unsure of at that point before the stamps snapped for, for us. And also too, like there was usually something from each part of the day and this was just in the later part of the day. And I was like, something's wrong here. This is not, there has to be something from the beginning of the day. And it was the stamps. 
Yeah, it seems like everybody got stuck on the exact same one, too. So I think they mm-hmm. knew it was going to be that one. Mm-hmm. I think, oh, I'm sure they did. <laughs> they tricked it and they were made it tricky on purpose, I think. I mean, that's just my guess. But, but I'm 45. Um, we're the middle-aged uh, team here. And I remember licking stamps. And yeah. I think some of those children um, on the race with us <laughs> have no idea what that was like. I don't even think they knew that you could lick stamps. <laughs> Well, we're all in a similar boat age-wise, so I think we all would have done well on that and remembered it. But how close did it end up being? I mean, the show, it seemed like it was, you know, seconds, but I'm just curious, you know, how close you were to the teams were behind you. Well, I mean, Jesse and Marika came, we had long enough to talk to John. We had long enough to answer some questions and then then they came in. It was kind of a blur, so I couldn't really guess a time, but we had long enough time to have a conversation with him and, and enjoy our, our win. A little bit. We we ran to the pit stop for the finale um, as if they were right on our heels because for the most part of this show they were. Uh, Jesse and Marika are good at everything. Fernell is so smart um, that we couldn't trust anything, especially directions from A to B, which Catherine and I, by the way, are horrible at. And it's <laughs> self drive season. Like I, you've heard it before, self-drive is the absolute most difficult part of the race. And for everything except that finale episode being that, torturous, absolutely torturous. Um, but let me tell you, I don't think the other teams necessarily, it took them, you know, 20 or, or whatever minutes to figure out the stamps. I think that when we left, we were trying to be discreet about it and not vocalize too much, but they heard us leave. And I think because it was so close, this finale, at least two of those teams crumbled and it took them a good, as far as we're aware, and they told us afterwards, 10 to 15 minutes just to put, put themselves together to be able to focus on the stamps and then eventually get to the mat. Mm-hmm. Now, that's interesting. I didn't think about that in terms of finales because you always you don't see teams on top of each other that a lot of times teams might. Yeah, it's just like, especially because the shows like to do these memory tests right before the end. Um, but but uh, that's cool. I know we've jumped to the end, but um, I wanted to move back talk a little bit about before we get into kind of the big big topic um you set up an alliance really early on like you mentioned Fernella and court and alley like was that something you wanted to do i mean you'd watch so many shows especially craig um were you wanting to do that or did it just kind of happen we we want well we did want to um because and this is a good point team broadway Having done so many Broadway shows, we've never had our own one person show. It's an ensemble and we work well with others. And we looked at this the same way. And the the teams that we were attracted to, to form an OG alliance right at the very first challenge, which was Crack the Code, is because of all the teams, you could tell how they were preparing for that start. And a lot of them were talking to each other. You could tell they were nervous, all of that, or distracted with the cameras. Like Dan, you said, with us having reality show experience and being in front of the camera, we were relaxed. But Team Fernella was staring at a map. They had these big glasses, and I could see them like this, looking at a Mont Trombone <laughs> map, and map, and I'm like, they're smart. And then Court... Um, and Ali Court gave a beautiful speech about the indigenous history of the land that we were on that didn't make it through the cuts. But that really um, uh, inspired Kath and I to connect more with him because one of our big intents to doing this show with all that has been now revealed in, in Canada is to connect with indigenous history, culture, people, land, etc. 
So yeah, we just, we did do that and it challenged Canadians. I don't think it challenged you two as much um, hearing your, your recaps, but across the boards, Canadians looked at it as cheating. And how, maybe dare they, how dare they get help from those other teams? I was like, well, isn't that what we're supposed to do? I mean, I'm a little confused. I mean, that's that's Americans watching the first season of Survivor 22 years ago. Yeah. They're like, how dare they all decide to vote together? And, yeah. you know, it's it's part of the game. It's evolution. Um, so it is surprising that they got eight seasons without that being a major factor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I know. It kind of surprised me because I didn't really think that it was something that we didn't do. And then Craig sort of pointed it out to me. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess not. <laughs> And you don't see a lot of it. Again, I would never want to be an editor on this show. So difficult. So by no means is it a judgment, but you don't see our self-driving season. And I think, Dan, you pointed it out at one point. You're like, what happened to Craig and Catherine? They, they've left third and now they're fifth and it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and that was right at the beginning. And it's because we, if we could get lost, we got lost and like far worse than Julie and Kathy ever did. Um, but they don't show any of that. And our uh, OG alliance, if anything, I will say uh, that should have annoyed Fernella is we followed them every chance we got. <laughs> we, maps were, um, you know, strategically um, passed to each other. Also, uh, you could just picture interrupt. Craig in the front seat, big guy, um, me in the back seat, reading a map, not being able to see over Craig's shoulders, trying to see where we're going, trying to find on the map where we're going. I'm like, it was a disaster. And Catherine has no short-term memory. I mean, there's a lot of things that are compromised with sweet, amazing, resilient Catherine um, that uh, they, I'm glad they didn't show because that's Mm -hmm. not storyline. Like her overcoming all of that is, um, and she's such a warrior, but map reading is not something that you want to give someone that um, has had uh, a grapefruit-sized tumor removed from their brain. Yeah. It can be a challenge. And also the way they make you sit when you're self-driving, you have to have the camera guy in the front and the sound guy in the back, and then you have to sit right behind him. Mm-hmm. I can imagine that is its own challenge. And if I had garlic, which I did many times, I mean, that car was just, oh, nice. it was, that was distracting yeah. in itself. He like locked the windows from coming down. So to, to, like, <laughs> please us. I'm sure the rotating crew was always like, oh God, are we going to be in the fart mobile? <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, man. I don't even know where to go from there. I could just <laughs> ask about the garlic and everything. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So I think you got the winner's edit, though. That's the thing. Like, you know, you were... You talked about these challenges. If they showed you constantly having challenges, Justin, I would be like, oh, they're in trouble. They're not going to make it. But, you know, you were shown very well. I mean, partially because you did well. It's not because of that. But, um, yeah, I guess I guess they had they wanted to tell the story. And we we grabbed onto it because it seemed like you guys were doing well the whole time. Mostly. Well, we, we worked hard. I mean, it was it was a hard work. And um, it was it was a matter of us also doing well and um, them showing us that we did well. I mean, there were parts that we'd be like, oh, I wish that had stayed in. Oh, I wish that had stayed in, but um, it didn't. And, and that's okay because we, we did get a good edit. And there were a lot of people that didn't get as good of an edit. Jess, I have to ask, because we saw <laughs> your adorable child there. Um, I got distracted. Oh, Sorry. What did, um, what, uh, did he, who did he, who's he rooting for from the beginning again? <laughs> he chose Brandon and Connor. Well, yeah, I mean, they're pretty cool dudes. Yeah, they're cool dudes. Like the second he saw him, he's like, they're really funny. I want them to win. And he's usually very on top of it. I mean, they did make the finals. So there's that. Was he terribly disappointed, like bone crushing disappointment for Kath and I or winning or? No, not, not at all. No, OK. <laughs> he's pretty easygoing about it. Okay. Um, well, that's OK then. He's moved on. He's moved on. Yeah. Um, he doesn't watch it religiously. Hmm. If he knows I'm going to watch it, he'll sit with me and watch it. But yeah, he's, he's not, he's not as invested. Yeah. Um, Dan watches it with his kids, but they're older. Yeah. And um, they, they were excited about you winning. I think we did a little draft with my daughters and I did pick you first. And because, you know, I believed, I believed in it and I was sticking with the podcast, but, um, so, um, (laughs) what what about, when we got COVID, Dan, what happened? Um, who did you switch to? Who was your next favorite? Then? Oh, I, I didn't. You know, I mean, podcast history. I've often lost all the teams I've drafted by like like six. So this is normal. But I was, I was, I was down because, um, you know, when we could, we can ask about that now too because it's like, um, you know, we come out of you have that leg where you win the leg, and we are raving because you know, Craig, you're just you're basically leading the workout and um, you know, that was a shining moment. I don't even know what to ask. How do you go when you go from that? I mean, what, what is that like? I mean, what was that process like where essentially you finished the leg and then everything changed? I was devastated. I'll just tell you that. And then Craig can tell you his portion. We were so excited for numerous reasons. I mean, of course the Marshall's gift cards, which we all love Marshall's <laughs> Jess, you know, yes, Canadians, especially. Uh, but we also were like, great, we get to be first out to get maps. And that was really key that, it, again, I think um, the the editing didn't have uh, the ability to showcase is if we got our maps and we would have been set and we weren't. So we were um, then off with COVID, of course, we didn't know if we were going to have a future with it. Um, it's not like they sent us back home or whatnot. We had to 
be safely quarantined and and recover. And thankfully, all three teams did. We're very responsible with our boosters and such. Uh, and then we they carved out an opportunity for us to get back on, but um, and, and which we're very grateful for. Uh, but we also had to crawl our way back up from the bottom. And, you know, there was a lot of things and obstacles that weren't even seen that uh, the COVID teams had to try and overcome. Um, and at leg four and five, I would have much rather, both Kath and I would have much rather have done that and participated in that than have the, uh, the Amazing Race Canada COVID challenge, yeah. which I don't want anyone to ever have to go through. I would much rather have gone paragliding. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, so how long were you out? Yeah, we were out long enough um, to both uh, be ne- the negative, all of us negative, uh, for a couple of days. So we were, you know, we're looking at um, just above a week uh, where we, we don't know. Yeah, we recovered. We don't know if they slowed down production or did anything. All we knew that we could see teams coming in and out, uh, you know, of the, the sequestered mm-hmm. hotel. Um, after after what we would assume are episodes that were missing, which was devastating. So they must have quarantined everybody for a couple of days. I think so. We don't know. We we just know that we weren't even in a room together. Um, I could hear Catherine pacing back and forth in her room and doing handstands with her feet re- hitting my shared wall all the time. So um, yeah, it, it was it was difficult. You weren't allowed to talk to each other. No. No, no. I mean, we, we eventually we were able to to get back together and, and we had a few days of, of being in the same room again, um, which was uh, which was comforting. Uh, I think more more so for Catherine. Um, she was going stir crazy. Oh, uh, yeah, but we're uh, thank, thankfully they found a, a way back on. Which again is controversial. I think this whole season really challenged Canadians um, on both sides of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think it's gonna. I think they need to have that blueprint there. Like I think every Amazing Race franchise was watching what happens when this happens, and how do you figure out how to keep the race going right. in the face of that? Yeah, I, on ramp. Yeah, on ramp. But I, mm-hmm. I think like it was kind of three teams at once is a lot, and I don't think they ever imagined that there would be three teams. So they sort of had to get really creative. Um. Yeah. When you, I mean, I don't know how much you can say, but when you had to get quarantined, did you know that they were hoping to have you come back on or did you have any info or, I mean, I guess you knew that you weren't done probably, but you didn't have no, any we background. No, we idea that we weren't done. We thought we were. We thought oh, we were. No. But the fact that they wouldn't like let us have phones or let us, you know, we sort of were like, well, maybe they're trying, maybe they're not. But that, no, we didn't know anything until we ran down and John said, you know, they, they took good people. care of us. They yeah, really yeah. did take extremely good care of us. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, we, we, we had anything we needed, of course, and we were under medical care. Um, but we, other than that, we had no idea. And I'm sure that there was just so much groundwork that they had to do um, that uh, they certainly didn't need our two cents. Right. Well, I think everybody was, was a little bit sadder without you on the race. Well, a lot of people, thank you. I appreciate that. But a lot of people didn't even know because the way that it it was presented in leg four was the first 20 seconds of that episode. And unless your DVR, if your DVR didn't match and pick that up, 
And then it, no one knew. They just were like, where are these missing teams? Yeah. And it was, it was unfortunately up to Catherine and I with obviously the restrictions uh, with our NDA uh, to have to like to try and answer, where are you? Is, you know, Catherine okay? Um, no. And none of that. So we just went missing. Yeah. And we couldn't say we're going to be back. Well, all my friends. And also it was like a three week one because they didn't have a show one week. So there was three weeks when we weren't in it. And so a lot of my people that I know stopped watching it. Like I had somebody ask me the other day and like, oh, are you going to try it again? I'm like, uh, well, we <laughs> back in and we won. I'm, oh, my gosh, again. So it's like those they, they don't know. And also, too, like, you know, we had to say, like, just because you don't see us racing does not mean we are eliminated. So that was like all we could sort of say to everybody. So that was sort of, I got tired. I just like copied and pasted it into all my things. Yeah. And people were so PO'd about how the on-ramp happened and yeah. uh, one team, you know, had an unfair uh, advantage and, and then they blamed the Alliance and like there, it, it's also, and I'm sure other racers in, in past uh, seasons can say this, like it, it, it is there's a lot of gray it is not as black and white as what it appears mm-hmm. and so many things um happen that uh that obviously don't make it to the edit but uh, yeah we had to navigate that and we it certainly challenged canadians mm-hmm. well yeah. how was the how was the reception in real time things like that like when you did something that felt morally gray i'm sure you heard about it on social media immediately we did um other teams too i mean mostly Mm -hmm. it was the other teams having to watch an um an og alliance if you will even though they know that Mm -hmm. there was not a lot of helping back and forth uh except for when we had the double elimination Mm -hmm. and the three alliance teams somehow Thankfully, the universe aligned this for us to be on the same uh, train heading um, to said destination uh, where we could we really were like it's survival. Like if there's a U-turn, we're putting this team and this team up there. And we all agreed Beverly and Vanessa mm-hmm. should be off. <laughs> Veronica, Veronica, Veronica. And at that point, I mean, we've grown to really love them. And we certainly had some good moments with them, too, that I wish they had a more balanced edit. But they had a fair edit. Like we at that time, I'll be completely honest, we didn't want to see them in another race. It was those six teams that were always um, with each other the whole time. And we didn't want to be with them. I mean, that's fair when you're when everybody everybody's the main character, their own story. Right. It's a race. Like there's only be one team that wins. (laughs) Right. But we do. Let me just say, of course, the Canadian in me has to say this. We we do love them and adore them. And especially Beverly, we've had some great moments with her. But at that time, we don't know these people that well yet. We're the viewer knows them better than we do. And we miss leg four and five. So, of course, I call her Vanessa because I haven't had the chance to really, truly get to know them, (laughs) except I apparently love and adore her. And I told her that after not knowing her name. But (laughs) yeah, I remember anybody's names. Remember, that's what you're good at. Right, Craig? Yeah. (laughs) My special skill, apparently, Catherine says, is remembering names. Not this time. Um, yeah, we analyzed their edit so much because we're like, well, they seemed really happy there. And then this happened and this because, again, you're getting such a small snippet of it. But um, we were very happy to have have you back and have everyone back. 
And um, I mean, what was what was that like when you get back and then they tell you, like you said, you didn't know only two of you are coming back. And here's this task you have to do. It was rough. rough. And we, we, you know, we were carrying around our backpacks, running through a golf course and a mini golf course and water slides. And it said, look up. And so we were trying to look up something that will bring you luck. And like we just everything was harder. Everything was hard. And it just it was frustrating. (laughs) Yeah, Catherine fell down one of the hills after I had just said, and I'm, I'm always like 20 feet, that limit that you're allowed to be because yeah. I'm a sprinter and she's not. And I'd be like, careful of the hill. And then apparently she rolled down and tumbled like her legs were like flying. And then I, I look back and she stands up and I go, Catherine, are you with me or are you not? Come on, let's go. <laughs> Poor thing. Um, yeah, it was terribly, uh, tough, um, much tougher than they showed. And what was the toughest thing for me, which wasn't where Catherine, um, witnessed was the other two teams coming to me and saying, if we have a choice here, we don't know what this is going to look like, but if we have a choice, we would love to forfeit our spots so that, uh, Catherine and you can have this opportunity. And, And that really like got me so emotional at the moment. And I said, let me tell you, Catherine wouldn't want that. I can speak for her. She wants everyone to have a fair race, a fair game. And of course, it led to Court Nally giving us a hint about what it was, but all we heard was bucket. And let me tell you again, directions, Catherine and I are not good at. We were we wasted a good 10 minutes after they even told us at the water park, looking at this big bucket, trying to figure out how we can uh, maneuver yeah, yeah. it to get it to I climbed fall. up and like went in it and was looking through the bucket. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, so it wasn't as helpful as what it certainly appeared to be, but it still was. And I don't want to discount what Dennis and Darrell's feelings are. And I'm, sh- I'm I, I am very aware that they it doesn't sit well with them to date. Yeah, I think I think that's that's fair. But it, it also I think the show put you in an impossible place, too, because it's like two of you are coming back and one of you is not coming back. I mean, what are you supposed to do with that? Yeah. And we're not producers. I mean, mm-hmm. internally, we we have to have, have, have these difficult conversations where it's like uh, your feelings are justified. We get that. Every every single racer has their own traumatic experiences with this race, but and they're thrilling ones. Um, and, but uh, we we're, we didn't dictate that. You know, we just ran our own race and and we tried to do it as fairly as we possibly could. But if somebody you know gives you a hint, you're not going to be like, oh, we're just going to ignore it. Yeah, I can't take that hint because that would be a that would be a low board. It didn't actually really help us on that. <laughs> no, it did. It still did. I mean, it got yeah. you. It got you there eventually. It got us there, and we were very grateful for that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm really amazed at production's ability to think on the fly like that. They couldn't have had that in their back pocket the whole time, assuming people would get COVID and know exactly when they're coming back. And those were fancy plaques that we mm-hmm. found. No. Like when I found it, I was like, wow, I want to put this up on my wall. It's beautiful. <laughs> just stolen it. Um, can I just get that back? <laughs> yeah, they let you keep that when you've won it. Just like, John, I'm good. Just just hang on to it. <laughs> they're, they're storing it in, in case the worst case scenario happens and they have to create another on-ramp <laughs> in future seasons. Next season. Yep, they got a box marked on-ramp supplies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Do they let you keep anything? Uh, you kept the socks, right? 
I, I, I mean, I stole them. I don't know if they, I didn't <laughs> ask if I could. I cut the hat from the Montebello uh, mystery case. Yeah, I mean, we, we definitely like klepto stole stuff um, <laughs> and put it in our bag. Uh, but no, you specifically can't like y- y- the clues and things. So I don't know. They'll come no, back and want to solve clues. They told us we had to give all our clues, and we gave all our money and clues back. But so, like, you're, I was wearing this hat, and I was like, "Can I keep it?" And they were like, uh, "Yeah." So I, <laughs> okay, I'm keeping it. Are you asking is free. Yeah, we got we got to keep our integrity. I think for this, <laughs> that's in the rules. You got to give everything back except for your integrity. so when you came back what i mean it seemed like you had a little more different approach because you know you're probably so relieved what i mean how did do you feel like you approached it differently when you were back in it not just the on-ramp like after that uh i well i think we always were just trying to have fun with it all um you know and like we came back into that episode it was like the um aviation or anime and we chose the anime even though we knew it might be a bit harder just because i think it would have been more fun so we were having fun doing like the little ballet jumps and you know all that kind of fun stuff dan i love this question um because uh a lot of the teams didn't know Catherine's um medical situation and when we came back and on that uh, pit stop mat with um, uh, Cassie and Jamique were there, um, and I was telling the story about the other two teams, the other two COVID teams uh, wanting to give us this opportunity to continue racing. They were like, why? Uh-huh. Like they had no idea. And then as we were running out, I, w- they, I said, Catherine has terminal brain cancer. And I think that that shifted the energy of the show because everyone, it gave them a different perspective of and gratitude for the race. Mm -hmm. And we all bonded um, extremely after that. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was really special. Yeah. It's interesting that it never came up. Like they usually, it, it, it feels like everybody on the race should have known everything the viewers knew at any given time, but I guess that's not the case. Mm-mm. Like, Was there anything that you, you learned watching the show back that surprised you? I'm not apparently gay and married. I mean, my, my aerobics challenge definitely outed me, but, <laughs> <laughs> but if, if for, for people that are completely oblivious, um, I really certainly wish as a proud member of the LGBTQ community that they would have, um, uh, given word to that, mm-hmm. uh, and showcase my family and my family dynamics a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, just uh, unbelievable gratitude really, uh, for them showcasing Catherine's story. I, it's so inspiring from coast to coast and way beyond, uh, what previous Canadian amazing race wins are because, uh, we are able to bring this internationally. I mean, the press that we have for Catherine to share her, um, incredible win is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly if you're if you're scripting it, you couldn't have scripted a better ending. There, well, right. there you have it. Yeah. <laughs> also, too, we're, we're both American citizens, so you never know what might happen next. Oh, might, uh, try out for another uh, amazing race. Team Broadway, you know, I mean, I don't think it I don't think you're disqualified. I don't know. It's never happened before. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to see it. Now, Craig, you've watched a fair amount of global amazing races. Yeah. Uh, are there like, who are some of your favorite teams? 
Oh my, um, uh, Chippendales, I would say James up for, you know, many reasons, <laughs> um, but a good friend of mine is Vicky Cassiola, uh, from, oh. uh, Vicky and Nick from season yep. 17 of the amazing race America. Uh, and, uh, I, I love watching them back um, for their highlighted moments. Um, and as far as the Canadian one, um, I, I really um, love so many of them, but Mar Martina and Phil. Mm -hmm. um, I think maybe because I could relate to Martina's like hesitation, not just with heights, but in general um, with some of the challenges. Like I was so fearful of the race car driving. Like you didn't see it, but I was just shaking and, and like I'm head of neighborhood watch. Like I don't I don't bend the rules, you know what I mean? Um, well, my, sorry. They're yeah, they're they're some of my favorites. Well, my husband is really good friends with uh, Rob and Brennan, who won the very first one. So like they hung out together in in LA all the time. So I, I knew them before I knew that they had won the first amazing race. Who's your all-time favorite uh, Amazing Race Canada team for you both, Justin Dan? Oh my gosh! You have to be careful with this one. Um, oh, no, <laughs> present company excluded. Yes, yes. In fact, this came up in conversation earlier today when we were doing our recap of Amazing Race US. Um, a team, a kind of under the radar team, I think Brian and Cynthia were one of my favorites <laughs> because they were just so dry. And yeah. like everything out of their mouth was funny, like just because of the delivery. I think they're one of my all-time favorites for sure. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Cause I would have said Phil and Martina right off the bat, but now I feel like I'm just jumping on what you just said. So now I have to think about it a little more. Well, Martina just got married and sent us all of her, her a video of her getting married. Yeah, we've been <laughs> in touch with them. Oh, that Dan that's... loves Jesse's monotone um, <laughs> yeah. I'm so stressed. <laughs> I, you know, I didn't plan on that being like a big ongoing thing, but he just, it was the whole season and his let's go was like my favorite thing ever because it'd be like, you know, everyone's so big. And then he's just like, let's go. But um, every time, and it was just like, you know, and granted he was very excited and they were very good. And I really liked them as a team, but I just, I always find that funny. There was a, a dad named Joel from season four mm -hmm. who um, was the same way. He was yeah. just like, like there'd be something crazy happened. His daughter was like, kind of like Marika was like, dad, we're, we're going to lose. This is crazy. And Joel was like, yeah, this, I remember is, them. this I remember is going to be really hard. This is going to be bad. So sometimes I get drawn to the dry and the people that just are unflappable. Like no matter what happens, they just do not react. That, well, that, I also enjoy that. It's also just like they had were such a difference between this brother and sister. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, right. such a crazy difference. You two made me laugh so much when you're like, if anyone should have a brand ambassadorship with Guru, it's Jesse. Get that guy, <laughs> <laughs> endless Guru, and get him some energy. <laughs> well, so, he's calm because he's an Olympian and he needs to stay yeah. calm, right? So are you allowed to tell us if, if you actually drank the guru energy or not? <laughs> oh, we did. I actually liked it. Well, I liked two of them way better than the other ones. I liked the tropical one and the um, uh, yerba mate one. I, I would have it only with the long car rides. 
Like if it was a two plus hour car ride, I would definitely sip a guru. Um, but as a fitness expert, like I don't, I have a lot of energy, you know, I don't really need it. And I also anticipated like having too much guru into some of these unknown challenges, like dog training or like meditation I knew would be really bad you should have seen some of the other racers with that like they're at the dog and they're like I'm going to train you we're going to work together here you know and the dogs are like what? this energy is way too high or meditation and finding those birds like I, I, I got six I got five I was really happy that I even got five so I got 26 yeah what I, um, I thought you said six but we'd be in the room and you'd literally hear someone say damn guru <laughs> because they couldn't find the bird they couldn't meditate they should have made that part of the challenge to be honest like you should have had to chug one before you got in there <laughs> might not be a good ad for guru if they did that i don't know <laughs> brendan and connor seemed like they enjoyed the guru that's what i will say oh yeah that was um infused in them they just always had a guru in hand uh, they definitely deserved that sponsorship okay but like, be careful don't drink too much <laughs> was it just oh. readily available to you at every at all points or did you just have to get it at the sign up boards it was no sometimes it, it was, was in the cars it was in the car no the guru was always around yeah. i mean we, yeah. we definitely had guru support throughout the race yeah yeah and hey listen i'm grateful for it uh, it is it is much um better and more appealing than um what people would think and especially with you guys um talking about it so much you guys deserve that brand ambassadorship as well at this point. <laughs> I, I tried one. <laughs> Which one did you try? Um, it was just like regular. They only had a regular and light at our local. Try, see if you can find the tropical one or the yerba um, mate. The yerba mate is my good one. Yeah. Not um, Matra, the yerba mate. Yerba mate. Okay. I have not seen it anywhere in New York. <laughs> well, it's apparently once you know about it, you see, I see it everywhere now. It's about uh, New Yorkers, Right. New Yorkers have enough energy. They're good. Yeah, we don't need <laughs> it. In St. Louis. We did. Yeah, well, that was like I, I had asked my wife, and all of a sudden there was a giant display in the store. So I guess, yeah, we just saw it. Well, I have to ask you, too. I mean, how do you feel about getting almost $4,500 in Marshall's gift card? I mean, what are you going to do with this? No, the $250,000 did come in Marshall's gift card. Yes. Like I said it would. <laughs> yeah, so I no, we it. have yeah. Marshall's for lifetimes, like generational. Yeah. Passing on in my will and testament, Marshall's gift cards. No, um, no, I'm excited. I mean that that uh, the, uh, Home Sense is attached to Marshall's too, so ah. I certainly anticipate visiting uh, all of their chains. Winners. Well, he has a new home that was built in in um, Essex County, so he needs to fill it with furniture. <laughs> oh, that changes things. I didn't think about the brands and the different brands. Oh, mm -hmm. now I feel like you know, like Brendan O'Connor with all their money are just going to be good now. Yeah, but the Fernella with the footlongs, it's it's oh, simply footlong per year. <laughs> I know. There's I, no I, way around that. I was really sad that, that Craig hadn't won that because that's his, his big deal. Love subways. Extra pickles. Extra, oh, always extra. extra pickles, yeah. yeah. I need extra olives on mine. Oh, man. So, I yeah, I have to ask about that, too. Like, <laughs> no, I, I have the question. Like, how did they know what you wanted on your sub? Did you actually have to order one ahead of time? Um, in in our, <laughs> oddly, I think in our first like outline in an interview of 
what your skill sets are and all that kind of stuff. I think that uh, there was a, a Subway sandwich <laughs> outline, and I specifically was cold cut trio, like a shake or two of oregano, salt and pepper, oil and vinegar with a splash of um, mayo and gave all the veggies. So I was very specific. So that's why mine was like, this high <laughs> and you see me eat it at the next challenge when she's doing the virtual thing and in fact i think she would have had to have done the next challenge regardless of what it was because i was so hungry and i needed that foot long yeah i gave him mine too <laughs> was it confusing when they ask you for all that subway info were you like is this going to go on the website or what is this for i don't well, understand it was like because it was like fresh ingredients so we had to go out to these three farms and bring the fresh yeah. ingredients back to the subway store which probably is not how they do it normally but um that was just for one of the how dare you how dare you i mean uh how dare i uh so it was just a, a way of showing that they, they do use fresh vegetables and they do mm-hmm. they, they they could have used those ones um was there another challenge that we haven't talked about that was one of your favorites that you really enjoyed doing that maybe we didn't see as much on the race of uh well i mean the tap one um like nine what were you thinking of i don't know if it's my favorite but you certainly i don't think saw the extent of how hard the richmond night market was oh yes Mm. yeah that That was terrifying horribly terribly hard uh for everybody i think um us mostly because um we we were the ones that got there first and so usually when you get there first there's like a lot more rules and then everything goes a bit crazy and and then you can sort of um kind of fake it a little bit but like we were waiting in lot you had to find where they were order and then leave and come back and remember where they were and remember which ones you found where and, and write down on a piece of paper where you found there and how many minutes till this one was ready and it was bit, it was very, it was very stressful yeah but it, more so it was smart team for nella i mean i really admire them and, and mm-hmm. of course uh if there's an all-star they need to be in there Uh, in my opinion, because uh, they not only were able to do their challenge with the Richmond night market, but they also were following hot on our trail. Mm -hmm. So what, you know, if you're not back in time to collect your food, another team can take it. Mm -hmm. So they would watch where we are right down and see where we're going to be at different places because we were ahead of them Mm -hmm. and tackle what they're doing, see where we are, gauge when um, one would listen in to hear when we'd have to come back and try and show up and steal our food. Mm-hmm. So oh, wow. like, oh, we had 11. We had 11. <laughs> oh, so, I mean, they really were great and we knew that. So it was really stressful. Um, I mean, we had our own tricks up our sleeve too, I think, as smart racers in our own right. But um, uh, yeah, they they were brilliant. We got were you there for hours. Sorry, no, we were there for about an hour and a half, I think. Um, but we got when we got to uh the library, we got there at the exact same time as Team Fernella. And people were asking on social media, what is what is in that bag that Craig is uh carrying running to the pit stop finale mat? And it's a combo of Catherine's specific foods that she needs to eat, you know, for, for her condition. But also I had such tasty like soba noodles and things like that in that <laughs> from the Merchman night market. I, I did irresponsibly take some time to order me some food because I knew I'd be really hungry after the finale. And it worked. He got to eat. 
Well, that's because they don't let you eat while you're out running the race. Yeah, it's kind of like down to whatever you can buy, right? Yeah, we just like brought um, apples and like you know bars with us and stuff. Yeah, no, no one's feeding you. No one's mm. caring about that. I mean, I'm sure if we collapsed, you know, someone would shove a carb yeah, packet in our mouth. <laughs> um, but I would always threaten as the driver, we're lost anyway. I'm like, should we just go through this drive through? <laughs> <laughs> no, we got to keep going. <laughs> and you can see, you know, crew cannot talk to us in that, but they would just be laughing and like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like uh, always get in the lost fart smelling car. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think about the most is like like stopping for the bathroom, getting food, like all those things, because we never see those on the show. And I'm sure that's like 90% of what you're doing is navigating and trying to deal with garlic smells and everything. Well, it was mostly navigating, but we did have to like pull over and just like pee on the side of the road. Um, but also, too, I think that this it, it, there is um, more challenges for women on the race than men. And what's not talked about is their cycle and such, you know, and until I did um, when I was asked, uh, you know, about the virtual um, gaming one mm-hmm. and they were asking me, um, so what do you think with Catherine doing this challenge? I said, I think she's going to be fine as long as she thinks of it as choreography, but I am concerned because she started her period this morning <laughs> and it could, you know, really affect her. Um, we talk about this freely, uh, but I guess I shouldn't be talking about you <laughs> with her <Okay>. personal <laughs> lady, uh, situations, but, um, but yeah, we were, op- we were just open books and we were yeah. willing to talk about it all. Well, we were like it, trying to ask directions in a in a big huge warehouse, and I and I whispered to our camera, "I'm like, I gotta change my tampon." He's like, "The bathroom's up there. <laughs> you gotta wait for me." It's tough, yeah, yeah, and also like even the peeing on the side of the road. I feel like oh, that was I've done that many times. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, people are on their schedule, right? Like, this is a big thing too. Uh, especially middle-aged people like Kath and I, uh, you all can relate to it. Like you, you have your bathroom breaks when you know that they're going to be necessary. It's regular, um, your morning coffee, but when your sleep is all messed up and all of that, that was one of my biggest concerns was like timing things appropriately. Um, but you just, and again, that's smart racing. It's time for today's lucky land horoscope with Victoria cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So are there any other smart racing tips that you could impart to a future racer that might not be self-evident from watching the show? Oh, it's a good question. Yeah. 
write everything down, write everything down during the leg. Um, because at the end of the leg, they take everything away. So everything has to be written down during the leg. And I'm not a fan of people hiding secrets like and hidden talents and stuff. I, I really think that just being transparent of who you are and what you're bringing to the table, because as you've seen in this season, I think that in post pandemic, I think all of the um, race franchise will experience this. People are going to be starved to get to know each other more and um, want to work with each other and be kind and compassionate. And it reads as it really can alienate you if you do keep things. Um, yeah, that I would say that, and uh, you really have to think outside the box, um, and just expedite that time. Like at one point, um, when we were going to the Montebello um, pit stop, mm-hmm. and we had to find directions. Like we knew our backpacks were in the car, so when we ran to the car, and that was the only leg that we were allowed to use the GPS, um, which was fantastic to promote, you know, Chevrolet uh, cars. Um, we. I just started the car and plugged it in and looked and we were able to watch it. So like literally 30 seconds, we know where we're going and people are stopping and asking people two or three times. So calm down in the moment and just really think what is going to be my parkour quickest and efficient way for me to be. Well, you already mentioned that, um, you know, amazing race. You would love to do again, possibly being dual citizen. (laughs) If you did it, if you were able to race again, is there anything you would do differently or approach it differently than you did this time? You won. So I, but um, if you were really trying to be picky. I don't know. I think just being ourselves. And I think if we did run the American one, it would be a lot less pressure. Um, we would just be there to enjoy ourselves and have fun and, and travel the world. If that's what they, if that's what it was. Well, yeah, I think read a map. I think really study how to and put yourself in those situations. Like that's for both of us. I'm not coming down on Catherine. I'm saying yeah. even me and read directions. Like we in Canada, I, like I'm used to ways and Canada Canadians don't have ways like they do some of them, but it, it's a totally different app. Um, so study looking at other people's phones and making sense of that and write it out as well mm-hmm. um, from what you see. Uh, don't just rely on your memory. Yeah, my memory's terrible. <laughs> like left or right, I'm like I think left. <laughs> oh man! So something we we touched on very briefly at the beginning of the podcast. Um, you kind of teased this out, Catherine. We were going to talk about Winnipeg and what are you doing in Winnipeg? Well, um, I grew. I was born here, born and raised. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was 18, I left and did Stratford Festival. Then I did Broadway. This is all with Greg. Broadway. Then we moved to LA. Um, and then I had I ran a mortgage company. Then became a nurse. Had two kids. Married my husband. And uh, at that point, I was diagnosed with brain cancer. So um, my husband was still American. So we applied right away for a permanent residency card for us to move back to Winnipeg because my parents are here my sister's here their family's here so just way made way more sense for us to be with my family my daughter was five weeks old um, my son was two so it just made way more sense and I'm super happy we came back it's a lot colder here um, but I still we still have bonds to Broadway and to and to Palm Springs to LA to uh, all these different places in New York I also toured with one of the shows I did and I 
performed in every city, made for major city in the US. Um, but, you know, it's, um, and then I decided what makes me happy, what do I want to do with the, the years I've been given left? And I decided performing. So, you know, nursing went bye-bye, mortgage company went bye-bye, and I just started doing what I brings me passion, and that's dance. And i hoping to inspire people through this win to uh, do what they want to do, do what they're passionate about, and step up to the plate. And um, that, you know, just because you have a terminal illness doesn't stop you from doing anything while you can still do it. So, and you, and you also need to ask for a lot of help to do it, which is what Craig helped me with, just being able to rely on him and trust him helps me as well a, a lot. That's, so that's your story about why I'm in Winnipeg. That's great. Yeah, it's great. It's really, I think it's really inspiring. I think you've inspired so many people. I mean, um, so that was, that was kind of the, the plan with this was to sort of, you know, show everybody, not everybody, but just show people with these challenges that um, just because you have a challenge doesn't mean you just have to sit and be depressed and, and, you know, and I mean, that's okay every, every now and then, but you just have to like pick yourself up and get out there and, and, you know, tie your shoe, go for a walk, you know, just do something that maybe challenges you. Like I really want to do some pottery. I want to, you know, I want to do things that I've never done before. Like I wanted to jump out of a helicopter, you know, just things like that. I mean, you can package a whole bunch of them. If you go on the Amazing Race, you can take a lot of stuff off your list. Well, exactly. And I think that's one of the reasons we wanted to do this. And like, again, if we do it again, that'll be that same reason. Just check, 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 check. It's always, it's yeah, almost always different. Didn't get yeah. to skydive, you know, mm -hmm. I'll have to check those off my list. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And they almost always do different stuff across the Amazing Races. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we steal stuff, but, yeah. you know, for the most part. Uh, there, and there's actually there's a team on Amazing Race Australia this season that is has a very similar story to yours, Catherine. Actually, okay, I haven't watched that one. Yeah, it's it's hard to track down uh, when yeah. you're not in Australia. Well, my dad's Australian. All his family lives there, so we've been having oh. to like try to send them YouTube clips of what we've been doing over here. <laughs> I you just got the you're you're tied to so many nations. Well, I know I'm, I'm actually an Australian citizen, a U.S. citizen and a Canadian citizen. So I could do all three. Of them. OK, now I got to wow. see you do the trifecta now. <laughs> but Craig's not Australian. Maybe they'd let uh, me bring him anyway. No, no, no. <laughs> that that show much. keeps things pretty loose. I think I think they'd let you do it, Craig, if you wanted to. Yeah. And, and Australia is complicated. Like, wow, yeah, there's like 20 teams or something. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a lot. Half of them are out with COVID at any given time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Your tinfoil hat must just be on fire, Jess, with uh, yeah. Australia, too. There's a reason we don't podcast about Amazing Race Australia. Mm -hmm. It's just too much. I, I, you know, I have a day job. So. <laughs> well, thank you for taking time to do this. Oh, well, thank you. You've been so generous with your time. This has been really great to um, to get all of these things that you answered. You answered a lot of our burning questions, I think. Oh, good. <laughs> Is there anything else that you wanted to share, like anything, any fun stories or any other, any other amazing race related errata that you want to get out there before we wrap things up? I just really encourage people to um, subscribe. Rob is, uh, has a podcast and to listen to you guys, <laughs> because let me tell you, it was so, so therapeutic for me. And, and like my husband will tell you, I was like 
talking back like as if we're doing this right now after every single recap i'm like exactly oh, that finally someone gets it and then there's other things i'm like nope 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 oh, they, got they had covid they got to come like no we didn't we were trapped in our hotel room <laughs> <laughs> and I think that people, I really, if they love the race, if the Canadians especially have, mm-hmm. if this has to be on their radar, because uh, it really does help give a lot of clarity and your guys' expertise um, makes us feel better because you do clarify, oh, this might be missing or this is harder mm-hmm. than than it, than it looks. Like Chantel, who um, filled in Jess uh, for you at that one time. Um, and I got to see her in person in Toronto and I, and I told mm-hmm. her, I said, never do I want to hear the word easy come out of your mouth again. Because <laughs> <laughs> everything was, oh, that was easy. And I'm like, no, it wasn't easy. <laughs> oh, it was terribly tough. Um, but yeah, thank you guys. Thank you both for yeah, investing both. in Amazing Race Canada. Yeah, and especially you're American. So like it means even more. I mean, the Amer- the American version is inferior to the Canadian version, um, and that's been true from the first season yes. of Canada. And <laughs> I, I feel like we're not doing the franchise a service if we're ignoring Amazing Race Canada. Right? <laughs> when you, I love your tie into it too. Uh, <laughs> as, as sometimes as, as much of a stretch as it is, it's still all Canadians are like, "Oh, you know, she's been to Fernie. <laughs> oh, or she's thought of Fernie. That's so great." <laughs> I grew up watching Lethbridge television. Oh, we love it. <laughs> oh, Canadians are just, eat, you know, we yeah. eat it up. Any like, kind of connection you can have. Yeah, I mean, I, I know about the house hippo. I know about the Canadian heritage moments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and, and I'm over Body here break. like, I know nothing. Yes. <laughs> okay, we still love you, Dan. <laughs> I, I'm just nervous now that I'm saying things and Craig's like, Dan, no. No, and just like yelling the screen. I'm like, no, I'm trying, I'm trying our hardest, you know. But no, I appreciate it really that the two of you talk with us, and also that that you enjoyed it because we do this because we love the show. So it's yeah. always oh, great. you can tell it's really it's really yeah. great to listen to. Yeah, we we had we we had confidence in keeping a friendship through this. That's about it. We didn't necessarily have the confidence in the actual win. So Dan, when we listened to the um, pre-race um, podcast that you guys did, and you chose us, Kath called me immediately and she goes, is he crazy? What? <laughs> he, he's, he, he thinks we're going to win? <laughs> and, I mean, I'm always we, wrong. <laughs> so, we knew that we did, but we didn't know at that point. So yeah. we were just relying on your, you and your confidence for us every yeah. single leg. Yeah. Thank you. I'm like, I thought we're going to win. Dan, Dan thought. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put my foot in my mouth because as soon as Dan picked you, I'm like, oh, I feel sorry that he has retroactively doomed you to go out first. <laughs> I've picked, I've picked winners in three seasons. So, That's you true. know, but those other seasons, we don't talk about those. We just don't talk about those at all. So, <laughs> so this season was good, but now I don't know. Sometimes it grabs me where I was like, "Yeah, I can, I can picture them winning," and um, this time was the case. And thank you for making me feel smarter and <laughs> legitimizing <laughs> my decision. Oh, this has been this has been really really fun. I've really appreciated getting to hear from you finally, um, and getting the full story on everything. Um, we really, we hope we'll be able to hear from you again in the future. Um, do you have a favorite in Amazing Race US right now? Like, uh, I only watched the first one. The teams right now? Yeah, the teams right now. Do you have a, do you have a winner um, pick? 
now that we are part of the uh, race family, no, I'm not going to get myself in trouble. <laughs> uh, we're hearing fair. we're hearing from so many teams across, you know, internationally too. There's no way that I'm going to no. I like sisters who didn't know of e- about each other. Oh, that's really and interesting. I, that's a really interesting story. I t- I'm more interested in their story than I am in in what's happening with the race. I don't even know where they placed at all. <laughs> but I I really like that story. Yeah, I mean, for having such a great story, they're doing very, very well. Okay, good. Sometimes I win. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> sometimes it's one or the other, but I think you, I think the two of you have proven that it can be both. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Thank you. I'm gay. I have a husband. Yeah, I brain cancer. So <laughs> well, this has all been really fantastic. Um, where can people find you out in the world if they want to keep up with what you're with what's going on in your world? Well, Winnipeg. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, Instagram, I'm Catherine Reford and uh, with a W, W-R-E-F-O-R-D. Same on, Inst- uh, same on Facebook, Catherine Reford Ludlow. Yeah, simple Google search, yeah. I think, will yeah. pull it all up. But Craig Ramsey fit, um, R-A-M-S-A-Y. And we'd love to hear from people. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, everyone that's reaching out, um, that, uh, you know, that they feel that we somehow resonated with them. Mm-hmm. Um, we're hearing Catherine's story, of course, but also supporters of people that are trying to be there for someone in Catherine's medical situation. Mm-hmm. Um, supporters need support. So I'm there for people. Um, and people, we're 17 years older, our combined ages than any other winners in the Canadian race. Yeah. So, um, you know, you can do anything at any age. Do it. I would not have guessed you were that old. No, I, really, you, you both look great for like, licking yeah, stamps. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. It's licking stamps. <laughs> All right. So um, listeners, if you want to get in touch with Catherine and Craig, they'd love to hear from you. And of course, we always love to hear from you as well. And you can find us on the Twitter at the Dan Heaton or at Haymaker Hattie over on the Twitter. And that's me on Instagram as well. I don't know, Dan, we never talk about other social media around here. So I don't know if there's anything else you want to plug. I suppose you want to talk about the Tomorrow Society. Oh, well, I, I don't want to slow down, Catherine and Craig. I will just say <laughs> I'm on Instagram with the Dan Heaton and I do a podcast called Tomorrow Society Podcast. Look for it. it it's fun. Yep. And of course, subscribe to Reality TV Rehap Ups for all of your reality tv needs subscribe to the amazing race feed for all your amazing race needs um and we are always happy to talk all nationalities of amazing race with anybody with any and all comers so thanks again Catherine and craig we appreciate you taking your time to come talk with us thanks thank you thank you and thank you to dan as always and thanks to everybody behind the scenes so stay tuned maybe we'll have more coverage in the future in the canadian realm but until then we'll See you next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.